Love you, Marco. Uh, more impressions, please. <laughs> I like your stuff. It's much more spicy and interesting. Where the hell did that come from? Oh, I love you, Marco. Oh, my God. You're a great interviewer, a great conversationalist. I just never forgot you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Marco Kiris, and for 10 years, I stood under a light for a living for actor Nicolas Cage. I met some interesting people working in Hollywood. In Babel Bullshit and Beyond, I reconnect with those people, and we discuss what it was like going through the Hollywood system and where we are now. On today's show, we have career stuntman Eddie Fernandez, who currently works as a stunt and fire coordinator for film and television. We caught up with him at home in Chicago. We're going to talk a couple minutes. Eddie, you look great. You do look yeah. like a fucking Wolverine. <laughs> look you at do. you. What's up? Hold on. I'm going to raise this computer up because I okay. want to remember. I want to remember when I was looking at you up in the mountain. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> You're wondering what the fuck is he saying to John Woo? <laughs> I'm going to say rock. He's going to shoot himself. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good thing I didn't know how to reload. It's a because <laughs> I definitely didn't know how to fucking hold a gun. Uh, That's hilarious. Even, even a fake gun, for that matter. Uh, some good old days, bro. Good old yeah. days. Well, I've got to be the most ridiculous standing on the fucking planet. I got to tell you, for some reason, I made a living off that shit. So, I know. How about it, huh? <laughs> well, that, was I mean, a turn, that was a turning point for me, right there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's hysterical. Eddie, I just want to welcome you on the show. Thank you for coming on to Babel Bullshit and Beyond. It's been a thousand years. How are you? I'm doing great. It's, it has been a thousand years. But you know what? It's just like everything else. We have another family in the movie industry, you know, and we see each other and we hang each other and we live with each other for like maybe two weeks, a month, maybe three months. And then we become close. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden years go by or Decades go by, and here we are, and we start off right where we ended off, yeah. right where the last time we talked. It's like we re- reunited again. <laughs> yeah, and 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 not to play the theme song of 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 that of peaches and herb, but yeah, where we reunited <laughs> because the truth is, Eddie, it's been now almost twenty years because Wind Talkers was in the year two thousand in the late two, summer two, fall. Four, I think it was. I think it was two thousand and four. No, no, I no, it be- was two thousand. It was, was it 2000? 2000? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 years ago. You know what? Many hits in the head. I'm, I, yeah. I, I forget a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, but you're doing good. You look exactly the same. Like not even a, a like you're a stunt dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you should look really battered, beaten we, we, and beyond. But you're not. Well, you, know, you know what? Looks looks ain't everything. It's the it's the inside of the body. Every time I wake, get out of bed, it's snack, crackle, pop, just like the cereal. <laughs> but you know what? Once you warm them all up again, the muscles start pumping. It's just a, like a, a car; it just starts functioning again. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, so that's what you have to do. You got to keep yourself busy and keep yourself. Uh, I, I'm not 100. percent uh, healthy like I used to be. Mm-hmm. That's just so many things are happening, and I'm constantly working that it gives you less time to work out. And then when we had this pandemic, I was like in the best shape again because nobody was working. Now, in since October, I've been nonstop, and I gained like eight pounds, and I haven't been running, I haven't been working out. So you know, it's it's uh, it it just is whenever whenever it's slow, 
I'm in the best shape. When yeah. you're busy, oh, forget it. You've got no time to do anything. Yeah, that's yeah. what I tell everybody because yeah. there's never yeah. any time, whether you're a stunt guy, an actor, or or a stand-in, it doesn't matter because working on film sets are, you know, 12 hours plus every single day. Yeah, it is. It is. And then not only that, it's if you're coordinating – it's nonstop. It's your days off. You're still doing work on a computer, trying to get a budget together, trying to hire the right people. Uh, then you get last minute cancellations. What are you going to do now? You know, so it's a, it's a lot of work now, especially with this, uh, you know, the COVID-19. Uh, you lose somebody like 24 hours, you're in trouble because you need to they need to go through the process of getting tested again. Tested and tested is not. It holds up production, you know, or we have to move on and cut that scene. Yeah. I don't even know how you deal with all that stuff, you know, in, in your position. Like it's, it's, it's a nonstop world. You have a seven day a week job now because of COVID even more so. And, and, and very little sleep. Yes. Yeah. Very little. Because you're always constantly, something's coming up and you have to figure something out, you know. Yeah. But it, it is. COVID is really, as everybody knows, it's just one of the most uh, uh, scariest. And uh, it just is. To me, it's, I never thought I would live through that year, you know, yeah. this, this whole pandemic, how, how the world's changed, you know, and I don't think we'll ever get it back the way it used to be, you know, yeah. but, you know, we'll see. Cross the fingers, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I feel the same way, but you, you just have to, like, keep hope and, and hopefully things are actually going to change in a year from now. I figured a year from today, kind of like next Christmas um yeah. hopefully things will be 80 percent back hopefully we can start to watch concerts in 2022 and, oh my gosh you know yes. and go to the movies again and yes. you know and not yeah. have to wear a mask at that point you know hopefully yeah. who knows so i so since this whole thing's been happening i've been like pluck, uh, plucking my my eyebrows <laughs> uh you know to, you know hey because this is all you see yeah 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 <laughs> that's hysterical <laughs> well now you look like rita marino She's like your great grandmother. That's hysterical. Now you're turning into, into me, a demon. That's so funny. No, I'm serious. I, I, you know, I have other businesses too. So when you see people, it's like you don't see what their face reactions are. Yeah. You just see their eyes, and it's like, well, what are, are they smiling? Are they happy? Uh, what's going on? You know, yeah. it's so hard to read people now. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, it's 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 amusing. I'm I'm not wearing a mask now because he's wearing a mask. So just so I can speak clearly through here, but oh, we're yeah. fine with yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, no, I it's 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 you know it's hardships and things, but uh, but you do look amazing. I got to tell you, I mean, we're like the same uh, well, age. Thank you. Hey, you look great too. Yeah, you always did. Yeah, and also, yeah. you know, it's good. It's good. We we keep we we take care of each other. You know, yeah. and that's what's good. That's yeah, good. I, I think we're always looking at the long term future. And that includes what you do, because your business in, in particular stunts, uh, Eddie, you really have to look long term because oh. once you crack a kneecap, once you break a, uh, a foot, you know, a couple of toes here and there, an arm, you got to somehow get back and then continue working because what else have you got, you know? Exactly. And it's the same thing also, too. It's how you look, you know, I mean, you got to stay looking youth because who wants to hire an action actor to do a high fall who's probably in his 60s, you know, yeah. no. but so you got to look good and you got to feel good and you got to practice, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's all of those. Keeps us on our toes. Yeah, but I don't know. So let me ask you, Eddie. So first of all, we met on Wind Talkers 20 years ago. That was yeah. halfway through your career already. Yes. Yes. That was, uh, actually, I was in, I started my career in 19. 
83, believe it or not, 83. Uh, I did a movie with so many Oscar winning nominee, uh, award people like, uh, Francis, uh, uh, like, um, uh, Rod Steigren, Ann Archer, uh, Roger Moore. Uh, I mean, we had all these like award-winning Oscar members doing this one movie. And you know what happens when you put a lot of people who are like up there together to do a movie, the movie failed. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot, there was a lot of, there a lot was of, like, no, a lot of egos. Yeah, I'm, I'm not doing this. No, I'm going to say this. By the time, the, you know, the middle of the movie, the, the whole script was changed. Yeah. So back then it went straight from filming to VHS. Wow. <laughs> you know, so it didn't make it to the box office. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What a way to start. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, now, yeah, now it's. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a big change of how everything changed. You know, now we're DVDs, you know, we're like, you know, cable, all that stuff. It's it's wild. Yeah, it's wild. there's a lot of different markets. And therefore, there's room. It's, uh, you know, there's there's room to grow and, and room yeah. to work now much more than it was back then. And great. Let me ask you, Eddie, for breaking in. Are you are you first generation Mexican-American? Yes, you are. Yeah. Am, yes, yes. Sure. My parents are both from Mexico City, uh-huh. uh, Alcalá and Piedras Negras, and with and I was born here in Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Windy City. And yeah. uh, so, you know, yeah. Uh, now I have kids of my own, so they're you know, and they're in the business now too. So they're really? doing pretty good. Yeah, they're good, doing pretty good. good. Yeah, yeah, they're obviously old enough now to be in the business. So <laughs> good on them. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're digging it. But so yeah. wasn't that hard, though, Eddie, back then in the 80s to be Mexican-American and to go into stunts, not acting as much. Even acting was tough, but as a stunt guy, or was there a big call for Latino stunt guys because potentially you would be doubling uh, different Latino TV and, and film actors? You, you know what, Marco? This is a cool... Uh, I could see how things changed since 1984, let's just say, when I just mm-hmm. started. I, I literally didn't even want to, I didn't even know what stunts were all about. I had I had a cousin of mine and a friend of mine who was a gymnastics guy who always wanted to be a stuntman. And they always used to train and da 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 and whatever. And back then I was a martial arts guy. So they were in the, in, the, in the business first and they introduced me to somebody and I got lucky. So I actually, no pun intended, but I fell into the business. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was, I literally got into the business and, and I realized how cool it was. And it was that adrenaline junkie thing that I had, you know, and, yeah. and, uh, when I was competing through, you know, uh, martial arts and stuff, um, that I loved it. And so, Back then, it was very little work. It wasn't like you could just say, hey, I'm going to be a stuntman. This is my career the rest of my life. No, I mean, you had to have a side job, you know, that really yeah. paid the bills, just like actors. You know, they are mm-hmm. 90, you know, like 50, 60 percent of them never make it, you know, but yeah. they wasted a lot of years to get where they, you know, to make that decision. I need another job or, hey, it works, you know. Um, but either way, I, I seen it back then that it was it was for the Hispanics. You know, it was hard. It, it was hard. It wasn't open jobs like that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, back then. But what really kicked it off was that um, when and believe it or not, and it's the saddest thing is when 9-11 happened, mm-hmm. uh, it, there was a lot of movies in the, the Hollywood took over making terrorist movies. Yeah. And, you know. 
when that was happening, the Hispanics, you know, because we have that olive color and everything else, you put a beard on us and we could be anything, you know, I mean, I could yeah. play a terrorist, you know, and, and fortunately, that's what really started my career back up again. It was like my second kickstart in life in, in the industry, you know, um, and uh, from there on, it was these cartels and everything else. So I'm always playing a bad guy. I, I mean, if you look at my credits, yeah, I say yeah. like 90% of my movies, I'm always playing a bad guy. Yeah. Yes. Well, you've so, got that uh, bad boy look, you know, with the gold chains that can just visually, you know, that's you've got the Mexican Wolverine look. It, well, yeah, but I got a I got a heart of gold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I know that 100 percent. But in the first few years, Eddie, I mean, were you starting out in Chicago, like in the 80s and then early 90s? Or did you decide to go to L.A. like me and other people and try to wing it as a stunt guy and see what happens when you were yeah. You know, back then uh, I, I was young and stupid and naive and all I cared about was women and partying like yeah. crazy. All right. In, in in the beginning of the sea of my career, day playing here and there. And it wasn't like a full time job. And uh, when I started getting serious in my life and started to say, hey, what am I going to what, what am I going to be? What's my what's my choice in life that I am going to live and retire? Yeah. You know, have a career that I could say, hey, I was this this person, I was an action actor. That's what I wanted those to be. Action yeah. actor. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a clown in front of the camera and I'm a clown behind the camera. And I said, you know what? I love being, I like, I love the, the movie industry. So, uh, to me, uh, I, uh, I gave myself some time and I started day playing. Back then, we had a famous director, John Hughes, who did Home Alone, Baby's Day Out. I mean, he did all those like Chicago movies. It was awesome. Yeah. And we were really busy for like two summers in a row. Um, um, and and that I started working a lot more into the industry. And then it just died. You know, I mean, just like everything else, it just, you know, the unions getting involved and the strikes and, uh, you know, uh, writer strikes, everything else and everything just goes in a hole. And so now you have to figure out what is your your plan B, you know, yeah. uh, me it was always plan A. I always wanted to be in movies and everything else. So plan B, I mean, just like anybody else, we had to make another job, another career. But once that started rolling again is when I decided I needed to go to Hollywood. Mm. And, uh, but a lot of people's mistakes is they think they go to Hollywood and they're either going to make it or break it. But you, what they forget to do is that you have to put a time limit on your life. Yes. You know, you have to say, Hey, I'm going to LA and I am going to give myself, I gave myself five years mm -hmm. to finally say I can make a career out of this. And believe it or not, on my last year, my five years that I was ready to give up, that's when everything hit. Wow. And you know what? And here I am now living a good life, uh, um, making movies, what I always wanted to do, uh, living that uh, what they call Hollywood uh, uh, dream. dream. And, yeah. 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 And uh, but, you know, I, there's a lot of sacrificing, a lot of sacrifice that I had to do and a lot of training, a lot of uh, staying healthy, you know, and that's what you need to do. And if you get, if you have that in you, you will you'll have a better chance of getting where you wanted to be in life, you know? So I'm very blessed, you know, yeah, very but you blessed, were, but I did also worked hard for it. Yeah. You worked very hard and you were very yeah. level headed as I remember yeah. way back yeah. then. Uh, in addition to that though, I mean, you have to constantly be training as a stunt guy. Like you can't let your body go for five minutes. You're oh, in no. competition all day. Even with a 30 year old Latino guy, you're still in competition. They could throw makeup on you, make you look young. So when you're, when you're doubling some other guy, you can play a 30 year old guy 
uh, or an older guy. So you really had to be in physical shape to match a 25 or 35 year old guy now. Oh, you know, back then it was like us, to me, it was martial arts and motocrossing was my, uh, and wrestling was my uh, three things I really loved that helped me uh, to get coordinated, um, yeah. balanced, uh, you know, just to get those levels that I need to be, be, be in the action figure. But now these days they got these young, crazy, extreme sports. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you see these guys, you see, you see the, the, ski, the, the snowboarders, the, the, uh, motocross guys, yeah. I mean, they're doing, they're doing five flips in the air, you know, yeah. I'm like, what are they doing? So it's getting harder and harder. Uh, cause you got the youth coming in with more, uh, just more extreme, uh, sports that, uh, what they could do with their body is unbelievable. Uh, unfortunately my body is only trained to do certain things, you know, yeah. and, and as the older you get, they're getting harder to do. <laughs> so to me, I just specialize in certain things in my life. And if you're good at what, at few things, you'll be successful in the, in the, in the business that we're in. And to me, you know, like I said, I do, I do a very, I specialize in fire. So I do a lot of fire stuff. So I'm, I do all this Chicago fire. Anytime you see anybody on fire on this TV series, mm-hmm. I usually come in and I prep it and I shoot it or I get it ready. And then I have somebody else take over it while I'm on another show. Uh, but I do a lot of fire and, uh, that's my, one of my specialties. And, uh, you know, I like to say I'm all around, but yeah. I'm known for certain things, you know, but Eddie, when you do that, let me ask you, cause that's really, and I I've seen those and I've seen your clips and I've, I've, I've watched the shows, the Chicago PD and the, you know, Chicago fire and so forth. I, I love those shows cause I love Chicago. So I like seeing the landscape of Chicago. I know they're filmed out there, which is yeah. great for you because you're a local hire which really helps the industry how do do you get certified as a fire um consultant as fire specialist stuntman and a coordinator i mean how does that work you you know what uh yes yes uh what i like to say is that there's a lot of people out there that say hey you know what if you pour a little gasoline here or whatever a little fluid here and i can light up it's not that easy i'm telling you so you have to really know what you're doing uh there's a lot of prep that goes into it. It's a song and dance. And if you, uh, you know, if you practice on it many, many times, you will 99% get that stunt and and to really appear well on film. But uh, there's a lot of people who say they could do it, but you know, it's not that easy. And like I said, usually I got started doing fire when I did backdraft with Ron Howard directing it. Oh, wow. And I double the guy Santos, who's, who falls through the seat, falls through the ceiling, and the other guy grabs him and says, "Hey, you go, we all go." You know that whole big thing, yeah, yeah, that, that whole big one-liner. And uh, I uh, Santos, it was me and another guy, named, another guy named Mike Johnson, who was doubling that character. And I just really to see how that was really coordinated and how it protected our stunt our stunt person and even our actors because we actually put the actor in it. Um, it was, to me, it was, uh, very, uh, um, inspiring. And I said, I, that's what I want to learn. I want to learn how, how to make things safe. They look so, so unreal on camera. It was just like, um, um, to me, when if you've seen the movie uh, Backdraft, it's, to me is one of the mm-hmm. still one of the best movies Ron Howard's ever done. He's done many, yeah. and uh, I think that when that movie came out, I think everybody wanted to be a fireman. You know, yeah. it was <laughs> a great thing. film. 
Yeah. And so that, that's where I started getting into it. So not only did I didn't forget my other, you know, uh, skills in life that you still have to learn how to slide a car. You still need to learn how to uh, coordinate a high fall. You need to also know how to coordinate a fight uh, to make it look good on, on screen. My whole my most interest was learning fire. And and now I'm like 20 something years into really doing fire that I'm known pretty well that people call me now big companies i mean like i did hobbs and shaw did the fire on that i did mm-hmm. you know i just did a, there's a movie coming out called uh free guy um which is uh uh a movie that uh, i think it's coming out in a couple of months from now and there's characters on fire and stuff like that so yeah i've co- i coordinated a lot of big fire gags and uh, i just got what i just came back from a movie uh a, a western that we shot in santa fe uh, at Ghost Ranch, and we did a full burn, and I, it, it, I loved it. It was just great to do it, you know. So, so, and that and that movie's called Surrounded, and that'd be coming out soon too. Anyways, though, I just people call me for the fire because they know that wow. I can do it, and everybody be safe. And not only that, I'm probably one of the few fire coordinators who lit actors up on fires and try to get the studios to uh, sign off on that. Yeah, that's hard. And, but I had 30 minutes or less. I, I did Michael Pena. I did Nick. I did a couple of guys, uh, actors who were in that movie and I lit them up on fire, you know, and they were happy with my results. Wow. You know? Let me, I'm going to ask you a, a serious question about that. Eddie, have you ever had any mishaps or any accidents in terms of fire? Have anybody gotten burnt, even, you know, small fingers, you know, face? You, know you know, the funniest thing typical is that, question. You know, no, no, yeah, it, 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 and there's, it's not a silly question at all. The I have never had, but I've heard of fire mistakes that happen on shows, and just listening and finding out how what happened to me be, made me a better fire coordinator and to, to avoid those things. And not only that, it's little mishaps like you know, like I used to be lit up full burns, and just to even get put out. I realized, hey, you know what, when you get when you lay down to put yourself out, mm-hmm. your protection rolls up and now that's your skin's exposed. So now you burn yourself there. So, you know, little mistakes like that, you will fix those. And so those mistakes will never happen, you know, again. So wow. it's just like you fall off the you fall yeah, off on a, trial on a and bicycle. Error. Yeah. 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 That's what it is. Trial and error. And, and I am fortunate that my trial and errors were very minimum, wow. you know, but. Learning and seeing what other accidents happen, uh, I, I learn from those, and I make sure that, that those are not going to happen when I when I when I'm the coordinator and running a a show that has to do with fire. So yeah, you know, it's all about listening, learning, and uh, practice. And we always do. Uh, I always like twice a year I do a fire class. You know, so I either go to New Orleans, do a fire class there. In Chicago, I do a fire class. They want me to do one in Hawaii, and, and that's in talks right now. But, uh, yeah. you know, just the time, you know. Uh, so, well, time is like forget yeah. it. In, yeah. the, in, the, in, the same, uh, in the same venue, I want to ask you, though, Eddie, I mean, a lot of people want to know this. Is there a thing like stunt school, like there are acting classes in acting school? <laughs> do people go to stunt school? Is it legitimate? Or do you just kind of like learn with other stunt guys? how to become a stunt? Like, how do you learn how to do fight scenes? How do you learn to be a wrestler on camera? How do you learn to jump off of a building? How do you learn to ride a tidal wave if you're not a surfer, but you're a stunt guy? Um, are there, do you take courses? Do you guys, or just, is it endless rehearsal? I'm just curious. You know, basically on that is that if you, first of all, A, if you're, if you're not athletic, 
if you haven't done any sports in high school, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> your, your chances are you're not going to get a, a stunt job. OK, yeah. um, so it's uh, again, the people who are like the ones who are trying to become a stunt performer are the ones that are they excel in one sport in high school. They're great gymnasts. They were great wrestlers. They were great football players. They were, you know, martial arts, you know, uh, uh, motocross scene, uh, divers, you know, who like do tricks and stuff like that in the water mm-hmm. to get coordinated. If your body could be coordinated and you could get, you have balance, you have a chance of learning other skills that the movie needs. Like if I was a wrestler, you know, just to know how to grab somebody and, and, and make the moves is different from being on camera. So you would you at least have the, the coordination and the balance but now you got to learn the moves of what camera work is, Hollywood camera work is compared to reality. So if I was a martial arts, I could, you know, I have the skill, the balance and the speed and the look. But now I got to retrain myself to, hey, you're not going to you know, hit this person. You are now going to make the camera look good. You're going to you know, probably swing like 10 inches away from this guy's face. But the way the camera's at, it's going to sell. You know, so it's all reactions in, in the body. So for those people that you know, have some kind of athletic skills, there is schools out there. And, and you know, some of these, uh, like anything else, some of them are just money making. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some schools out there and, you know, you'll, you'll know what they are. If you ask somebody in the movie industry, they could guide you to what they like and what they know is good. But there are some uh, skills out there that, uh, schools out there, even driving school, uh, schools, and, uh, you can learn how to, you know, spin a car, all that stuff. And sometimes you'd really, in the, in the movie industry and in, in driving classes, they show you if there's a camera sitting there or a person standing there, you, you know, how are you going to spin around that person without hitting, you know, mm-hmm. that person? So there's, uh, there's tricks of the traits, you know? And so anybody could, you know, spin the car out, but spin it like a dance without hurting anybody is different. Yeah. So there is schools out there that you know, people can learn from fighting to fire to car work. Uh, you just gotta, you know, Get your foot in there, into business, start asking questions. Again, out of sight, out of mind. If you, you're that person who, you know, if I see people, I see people all the time coming to me and saying, hey, can I want to do this and this and that. Well, I send them to one place and they don't show up. Those oh. are the people that I know they're not going to be anywhere. But then I see people there constantly, like right on you. And they're like, hey, I really, and you know, those are the people who really have it in them. They want to, they yeah. want to learn. They want to learn. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's like anything. I mean, do you find it um, difficult to um, uh, to work with certain actors for certain fight scenes, uh, Eddie? I mean, are, are, are some people really into fight scenes and others are just like they can't find that dancing balance of how to fight. And they're like they don't know what they're doing, even though you keep rehearsing over yeah. and over again. I, I totally, yeah, that's so funny. It could go, you could go either way. There's some, there's some actors out there that I know they're, they're very athletic yeah. and they could do a fight. But the thing is with the insurance, would the studios let them take a fall? Mm. Would the insure, uh, would the studios let them, uh, you know, go over a railing and even though there's a mat there, you know, cause if that actor gets hurt, it shuts down production. Yeah. So that's why we have stunt doubles. Right. who look like the actors, they usually do 
the fights for them. And then we do cuts where we have the uh, actors just do one or two punches and give it or take it. And that's why we are there in the the industry is to make the actors look really good and and make them shine. And uh, especially like, you know, uh, I, I like to say there's a lot of good actors out there who could do it all. Mm-hmm. And but again, though, it's up to the studios to let them, you know, to sign off on that. But uh, then there's some actors who have the look as an action actor, but coordinated yeah. as, you know, as a kindergarten guy. You know? yeah, yeah, that would be I'm, me. I'm, yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> They'll trip over their own shoe, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's up to us to make them look good. And, uh, you know, that, and, and there's a lot of actors who know that. And they'll say, nope. He goes, I have my act, my stunt double here. He's going to do it all, you know. And then there's some that say, no, I'll do it all. And we'll take them as far as the uh, studios will let us take them. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I like that. I really do. Who, what 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 movie or what director do not, does not want to see his hero yeah. do all the action? You know, so there's no cuts. You see that, you know, it's great. It's great to, to have the actors actually do their own stunts. But again, there's a lot of risk involved. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes the actors say, no, nope, you know what? You, my stunt double could make me look good. So I'm going to let him do it, you know? So, you know, it goes both ways. And then there's some actors that just, you want to just walk away. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you just want to walk away, you know, like, and you know, there's, there's, there's a few in my, in my whole career that uh, to this day, I just don't want nothing to do with them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, I've heard different stories about different people. We're not mentioning any names, but no. somebody, somebody who's very famous for doing his own stunts as a big star is obviously Tom Cruise. And, yeah. and so you yeah. see that and it's amazing that the studios and insurance companies allow him to do that. But I guess he's kind of perfected it to a certain degree to as much as they allow him to go. You know, I did a movie with Tom Cruise back in the day called color of money. And, mm. Tom Cruise was not even married that he was living with his parents in Staten Island. Wow. One of the nicest guy I know we had. So we had a great rapport and we hung out, we talked every time on the set. And, uh, one thing that I really admire about Tom is that he loves to try to do everything. Mm-hmm. And, but another thing too, that people don't understand, he has a stunt double who perfects that stunt. So mm-hmm. while he's doing his acting, his stunt double is actually doing perfecting that stunt gag, dry, dial it all in to make it safe for Tom to do it. Yeah. So we still have a stunt stunt performer finding all the you know what you know what's not going to work, what's you know, and this stunt double you know he's taking the falls and getting hit and falling down and all this other stuff, and then we make it we perfect it so it's safe for the actor. Once we get that dialed in, Tom takes a look at it. And he says, you know what, let me try it. And then we'll give it a shot. And, you know, 99% of the times it, it's, it's a sell, you know, yeah. he can, but you know, you need somebody to dial that stunt. Yeah, know? of course. And so the double's still there and doing all the work, doing all the hard work. And then it's up to the actor if he, you know, if he's game and the studio is willing to, to release that, you know, give him a shot, you know, let's do it. And you, if you heard it, Tom did hurt himself a few times, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of course I did. So, you know, it does happen and it did shut yeah. down production, you know? Yeah. And that's cost a lot more money. Exactly. So it's, exactly. uh, I, I agree. Eddie, yeah. let me ask you over time, you become a stunt coordinator. Is that you decide to bill yourself that way? Or do you say that, you know, I mean, you're ready to be a stunt coordinator, you know, wrangle in a bunch of guys and, and get this team ready. Is that what would happen? Like you were a stunt guy. And now, I mean, you do stunt still, but 
you're more of a coordinator now, which is kind of like a director uh, right. for, for your team and making sure that your team does an amazing job on any film or TV series. For example, all the all the fixture shows in, in Chicago. I'm, what I see is you're on every show. Yeah, it, it, it's so funny. Uh, it, in my youth, I did not want to be a stunt coordinator. Because if you see, if you see what a stunt coordinator has to go through. You know, uh, it's just nonstop, and he's got to, you know, he's got to put all the fires out. You know, and there's a lot of fires that happen on, on set sometimes, and there's there's a lot of uh, responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and if you can't, if you cannot choreograph the stunt to go well you're looking at people getting hurt seriously. And so to be a coordinator is a lot of work. And for me to be the pawn as me being hired by the coordinator, I mean, sometimes I was making more money than they were, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm out there risking my body, but I know what I was doing, you know, and I felt confidence with it. But the stunt coordinator is the one who choreographs the stunt and then hires what they call riggers, which to me, the riggers are very, the riggers to me make the stunt men and stunt women look good because the riggers are the ones who put you on their, their safety line, their cable line. They're, uh, they're the ones who are going to set the safety equipment that you a going to land on B going to be your lifeline, you know? Uh, so to me, the, the riggers are very important in the business and, and they don't get a lot of credit. And I would like to give all the riggers a my my love and tell them thank you for kn- knowing you know their they know their math they know exactly what it takes from you know from this pick point to that pick point uh you know where they're gonna land and uh you know they do a lot of work they do a lot of hard work and it's just like anything else on the in the movie industry we are our grips department you know mm-hmm. each department in, in the movie to make a movie you know they all have their job and to me, the stunt, uh, the stunt riggers are our safety lines. They make the stunt people look good, just as the stunt people make the actors look good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you got to know these people and you got to work with these people. And for me in my career, I always wanted to just be the pawn. I didn't want the headache. Now, as you get older, there's only so much you could do now. Yeah, that's what I was asking. So, you know, and not only that, there's sometimes I see, I I watch a scene and I'm thinking to myself, why are they shooting it this way? And I find myself that I know how to shoot this, you know? I know how it is. I can make that little scene look that a little bit more more cooler, more exciting. And, And, you know, so... I started like feeling like I need the, I, I want to be a director. So that's my goal. I want to direct. Mm-hmm. So doing the stunt coordinating is actually directing and yes. directing all the action. Uh-huh. And you see that on screen and you know, wow, that's cool. Now let's start directing uh, different angles of with the actors and everything else, even with their dialogue, you know, mm-hmm. their dialogue, one word can to make that action scene look good on the next scene, you know? So to me, I started uh, coordinating in the last five years and uh, I'm digging it. I'm really enjoying it. It's to me, it's given me the option of putting my craft into somebody else's story, you know, and then making that story come true. So is it, is there a difference, Eddie? And, and just for ignorance sake, is there a difference between a stunt coordinator and a second unit director? Because your second unit is, is basically based on stunts. And so you're directing second unit because most of it is stunts. Is there a difference in terminology? Am I missing something here? Uh, yeah. You know what? I, you know, a lot, I, I know a lot of stunt coordinators are call themselves second unit directors. Yeah. 
But then I've known a lot of uh, directors who are doing second unit also, but they still don't have the action sequence in, in, you know, in their mind of how it's all going to lay out. And that's why the stunt coordinator has, has to have a really good communication with the director so they can visualize it together before they go out there. If you try to do that on the day, you're not going to get your shots. You're not going to make your days. But I find myself that when I do second unit directing, I actually try to title it as second unit action directing. Oh, you know, okay. Because uh, uh, I want to do all the action. Okay. okay. So now the people who call themselves the second unit directors are usually dealing with dialogue, mm-hmm. motions of the, of the characters, everything yeah. else. For me, I like to do the action. And, okay. but I also, I like to do it all. I do it yeah. all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so to me, to me, I, I like to say action director. It, it has a fine line, but again, the directors who deal a lot with the dialogue and facial expressions and everything else really has to have a communication with the stunt coordinator to make it all happen, to have that vision come through, you know? Yeah. And I, and our, our mutual buddy, uh, Eddie Ancic is also in that field now. Is he not yes. stunt coordinating as well? Based in LA. You know, yeah. You know what? I haven't seen Eddie in a long time. Um, I, I, last thing I heard, he was uh, coordinating, um, you know, remember Greg Schmerz, Brian yeah. Schmerz. I mean, Brian Schmerz now directing, you know, Greg yeah. Schmerz doing second unit directing. Uh, I mean, there's so many people in the business that uh, they transferred being a, a, a director. Because yeah. like I said, the, the action, the stunt coordinator knows everything, really yeah. does know everything, you know. And so you just got to learn the the performance of the, of the people that are hired mm-hmm. and, and try to create that whole story with action. You know, so if you're a stunt coordinator, you're usually hired for an action film. So those are the ones that that I love doing, you know, that is a lot of work. I look at the credits, uh, Eddie, I was going through this. It's page after page after page after page. (laughs) It's almost 300 damn credits over these years. And you look like you're still 35, but you're not. And then you have acting (laughs) credits in addition. So you have like almost 300 stunt credits of of Uh a variety of stunt stuff, which is insane. I didn't know where to start, where to stop, what to tap into, what not to tap into. We'd be here for 17 hours. The bottom line (laughs) is the IMDb reads insane. I didn't even realize you were working as much as you did until I spoke to you and then I read this. And that's crazy. And let me ask you, in addition to that insanity, the acting parts, does it happen like when you do you have an agent as an actor uh, or do they just give you a part because they know you're also a stunt guy on the set or that you're a stunt coordinator and they're like, hey, Eddie, can you play the cop or the uh, bank robber or, you know, the maitre d', for example? Do they just throw you a bone the way they did with me on, on Cage Wage films? Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, but you know what though they did a good job they did a good job getting you so yeah yeah, was, yeah. I, I got in so many movies i made so much money in residuals i had no fucking clue could have bought but, but 10 no, houses let me, let me ask you this you yeah. watch you watch uh nicholas and whoever else he's 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 acting with and you say to yourself do you ever i mean like i always say to myself i said i could do that you know i could i could you know i could probably make that happen and and present what they're trying to say. And uh, you know what? I want a chance, you know, and yeah. I always wanted to be on the screen. Well, I tell you what, when you see cameras rolling and you're doing some dialogue, it's not the same. It's not that easy. people. Yeah. It's not that easy. You really got to really uh, have your, your, your thoughts, your movements. And not only that, you, you'll have, 
Like I did a movie with uh, Jonah Hill and Jonah Hill didn't, I read the script. I read all my dialogue. Uh, me and him are in there acting and everything else. As soon as they said action, he went off the script and he started oh. like just throwing lines at me. A lot of people would just freeze, yeah. you know, but cause I'm used to the camera and I'm used to the performance and everything else. I just went with it. I started go, feeling really comfortable and I started doing my own dialogue. You know, oh my God. and the cameras kept on rolling. And so <laughs> the stuff that I don't know if you ever see 22 Jump Street, but I played the Mexican Wolverine and me and Jonah Hill and, <laughs> and Channing Tatum, we have a scene together and none of that was written. None of that was written. Wow. It was just back and forth going back. And if, if I wish they had ta- uh, takeouts because there was some funny stuff that we that was left out. But we just uh, it, again, it was like uh, you have to think on your toes. You yeah. Know. See, I wasn't that I wasn't like you. You were very good at thinking in your toes. I was a little whitewashed when it came to that. So <laughs> I, I knew that I wasn't good enough to hold my ground, even on smaller parts. Uh, they uh, gave me small parts and that's great. But uh, could I do it for like five scenes? No. Uh, yeah. I, and, and I'm just not that well trained with it. But you you know, it's in your blood and you just kind of jump in it. But did you like, did you audition for these uh, parts because they knew you were a stuntman and a stunt coordinator or did they just give you parts while you were on the set? That's kind of like how I did it. Or did you have an extra agent say, I'm also an actor in addition to being a stunt guy? You know what? A lot of people go through their agents and their agents, the ones that gives them the, uh, with the back then it was a cattle call and I, I did not want to do that. It was just like hundreds of people that uh, the director had to see in one day, but I did not want to do that. I was, I was very fortunate that I was working uh, as a stunt man. So I didn't yeah. really want to do that cattle call, but then there was situations where they said, no, you have the look. And I said, well, then I want an appointment, you know? So I kind of was my own agent throughout my whole career. I really was. I was like, and not only that, when I found out what the agent's got to take 10%, I'm like, no, it's all coming to me. I'm my own agent. But I, I, you know, what it was, was basically, Hey, we have a part. And then I would find out about it. And then I would go in there myself and then I would audition. And I had some really good luck with uh, auditioning and doing my own, agency uh, calls. Uh, but a lot of times now it's like people know who I am that I've worked with many years. They right away just call me, you know, yeah. I say, hey, you know, we want you to read this and I'll read it, put myself on tape, send it in. And, and, uh, a lot of times I say, Hey, you want to play that part? And I'm like, yes, I would love to play that part. You know, Steven Soderbergh, uh, we did a movie together. I've done like mm-hmm. six of them with Steven Soderbergh. Wow. He, he's seen me as a stunt performers. And then, and then one day, there was doing a movie with uh, Gina Carano and uh, Channing Tatum. Uh, we went to Spain to do it. But either way, he gave me this. He says, Eddie, what do you think uh, you could play this uh, character that they call Barroso? And I said, I would love to audition for it. He goes, no, no. He goes, I already know you could do it. And I literally got the part. Wow. I didn't have to go wow. through anything. But then they asked me, do you have an agent? I said, yeah, me. So I'll take the percent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but a lot of times I audition on my own and, you know, I, uh, I love camera work. I love, uh, I love acting. And so, uh, I'm, I'm sure I need to freshen up some more, you know, uh, there's, yeah. there's, there's, I've seen these people do like dialogue and dialogue and dialogue. And I said to myself, how do you remember all these? Oh, you know? fuck. So I'm more of an actor of a, 
one liner here, one liner yeah, there. Me and, too, you know, me if too. you start, if I have to read a book, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I tell my. Yeah. Yeah. I got to read a chapter or two, or a whole book. Are you fucking not? Just give me a line. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm it's more too of a much. one liner. Just give me a one liner. Yeah, you yeah. Know, hey, I'll hit a couple of sentences, maybe a paragraph here and there, but yeah. you know, uh, that's it. That's as far as I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> unlike, I gotta say, unlike Cage, who can read read pages and chapters and recite them by memory like shocking you know everybody else's lines on on a film just shocking you know it's just like he never stops he won't miss a beat he doesn't miss a line how yeah you know you know it's so funny i I, speaking of nicholas cage i did i coordinated a movie uh uh it was called running with the devil with Lawrence Mm. fishburne we did this a few years ago maybe three years ago out in uh I think it was Santa Fe, New Mexico. And I was coordinating the scene where, where Nicholas falls off a cliff and he's hanging it. Lawrence Fishburne's holding him with one arm. You know, it felt like, it felt like the whole scene backdraft. You go, we all go. Yeah. Well, Lawrence is a bad guy and he lets him go. Right. Oh wow! But, but just in between takes, they were sitting side by side on the side of this cliff. And I'm there because I am the coordinator and I got to make sure they're safe. They're not going to fall off. So I had them, you know, cabled off. Uh, and just listening to their stories, you know, uh, I wasn't eavesdropping because they wanted me to listen. Yeah. Uh, and, and just their dialogue of, how, you know, they're running their lines back and forth and how they were perfecting it. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, then Lawrence would say, hey, you know, remember so-and-so back in uh, in the early 1800s when he said this, this, and this. So th- not only they're good performers, but they're they're very big history buffs mm-hmm. that, that they know movies back in the day, you know. That yeah. There's certain dialogue that certain other actors said that made sense to the the character and the, and the action they're doing from this day. You yes. know what I'm saying? And so now they just say, hey, so you want you to shoot me that dialogue? I'm going to shoot you this dialogue. And then when they, and and they start with their and I see them from 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 action to how they create their vibe and how to become one person to make that story happen is very un, it, to me. It was I, I was very blessed to see those things, you know, and I seen it with other yeah. actors, too. It wasn't just not them. I could see them, how they could act and how they they bring back thoughts of what another character did back in the day, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it makes it with their little, you know, uh, style and it becomes something, you know, it yeah. becomes something really cool to, to listen and to watch and to see it on the big screen. You see, know? that's, that's what's great, Eddie, is that you know your place in that. And I knew my place when I worked with Nick, when yeah. I saw Nick work, that's exactly what he did. But all yeah. the time he did research. I mean, things went back. He knew Hollywood history. He knew his literature. He understood music. He understood art he understood the connection between all these things and he brought it to life in his dialogue and he would refer to it with other actors people like you know samuel jackson and and fishberg and so forth and i knew that i could never do what he does i'm like you i'm like a one or two line dude and i'm out the door like fast food you know what i mean put some ketchup on it and go out the fucking door 
I oh said, hey, yeah, I said, give me one dialogue and then let me put me in the background with that bet, bet, with that thug look. I'm yeah, the guy yeah. you don't want to mess with. Because <laughs> shit's going to happen. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It, shit does happen. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's kind of like that. And that's why I knew my place. And I was happy being in that place. People said, oh, my God, like you just said, do you think you could do that? No, I couldn't do what Nick Cage does because yeah. this guy is a thespian in his field. And people like you are great with one or two lines on a film, whether it's an action film or a comedy, we could pull that off. But once you get past that, it's like, oh, my God, all day to rehearse this. And we're like, no, you know, so I don't think we have that attention span. I think it comes from from our energy. And uh, yeah. Nick is a very patient person like these actors are. And they really take it in. They read books and novels and and encyclopedias on their characters. It's unbelievable, the research and all those years working with him i realized that fuck there is no way in the world i could be that guy yeah you know right. that's what i'm saying i, I mean I, I i my hat's off to all the actors and actresses who sacrificed their lives to become you know yes to get on the big screen there's a lot of work they put into it they really mm -hmm. do it's just like any other thing that uh, any other department in the movies they put a lot of work into it and uh, a lot of departments don't get credit enough you know mm -hmm. and uh, i just say it takes everyone to make a movie you know it does you know and yes. and i give my hats off to every department on the movie industry you know, when i'm on set i respect them all you know? Yeah, it's exactly yeah. what I tell other people. You got to respect it from the craft service to the guy who's sweeping at the end of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's a part of that team because everybody has a role to play in the film business. And they, they don't overhire. They don't underhire. They hire just the right amount of people per um, per department to get right. it done. So you better exactly. be on exactly. the ball. As long as you exactly. understand that in a different department, you know, there's six grips. All six grips are they're like made to measure with what they're going to do. They didn't yeah. hire 14 of them to compensate for the six, you know, it right. was, you know, and, and that's what we've all learned being on these film sets. And, and to be a good, uh, 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 stunt coordinator, director, producer, you need to acknowledge each one of those department heads. Yes. And, and if you don't, you, if something down the road, you'll realize that something down the road is not going to happen because you did not yes. acknowledge it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. it's what yeah. I always tell my tech yeah. kids. The same thing. Yeah. Somebody's going to find out, and then something's not going to go good, yeah. and you won't even know what it was. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. it's, and I think the bigger ones really understand that, Eddie. You see the Brookheimers of the world and so forth, yeah. and they respect everybody. They yeah. know that it's it's a massive team effort from the little PAs in the office to uh, the gopher on, on the film set. Everything is like, yeah. it's a coordinated dance, but it's a very slow moving waltz yeah. all the way yeah. around. Absolutely. You know? Let me ask you, did Nick remember you on that film a couple of years ago from Wind Talkers or not? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He did. Okay. Yes, he did. Okay. You know, we talked about it, and and it, like I told you, they were they were him and Lawrence were leaning against uh, one of the rocks on the cliff. That uh -huh. I leaned, I had to lean with them, and I said, "Hey, Nick," I says, uh, "Remember this uh, back in uh, you know when we did Wind Talker?" And he looked at me, and he goes, "Yeah, yeah," you know, one of those like you know, yep. He goes, "I kind of remember. I guess you know he had his own." Going, he had some issues that he was going through when we were filming that. So yeah, yeah. but it was funny though. He did acknowledge it. Yeah, and 
you know, we, it was a short acknowledgement and we moved on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that yeah. he's like that a lot, I think. But I have to like credit somebody like that because he's worked with everybody and then everybody somehow works with him again. So you yes. can remember every stunt guy, every grip, every camera operator on every set because nine years later, you may bump into them again, but you can't remember exactly. them all. He's kind of yeah. like the he's the star. So you remember the star. It's yeah. just how it goes. Yeah. But uh, and do you ever um, communicate with Adam Beach? I mean, I still do. So no, no. You know, last time I seen Adam, uh, that's when he's just got uh, that role on. What was it? Uh, the the series he was doing in New York. What was that? Uh, Law and Order or something? I think it was Law and Order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, I just saw him just before that, and I have not communicated with him at all. It's so funny. It's just that this business. You know, you think you would stay in touch, but the business moves so fast, and so much things to do that you lose contact with people, and then it takes like me and you, like this little uh pot takes of, effort a lot, you know, lot yeah, of effort yeah, to, yeah, to like just, hey i'm still just, alive and believe me i, I want to talk to some of the people i've, I've known tonight was in my past and i cross paths with but i know i will see him again and we'll, we'll yeah we'll pick up where we left off yeah you know and i so think everybody smiles <laughs> yeah yeah but i think everybody eddie understands that in the business and i love your attitude with that yeah. because it really is the universal language and attitude of the film, of yeah. veterans in the film business, yeah. because yeah. they understand it. You just can't keep up with 3,000 people a year that you're communicating with. It's impossible. You'd never get anything done because everybody has side businesses like you do and I do. And we're continuing and evolving in our lives. We're not just you know, a stunt person or a stand in, we've got other businesses and other adventures and you try to keep a different life as well and not just consumed by just this as you have other exactly. businesses. Exactly. Know? People have families, you know, new families that they, you know, yeah. so, you know, half of their time, their off time has to be with their family. You know, it's yeah. just so funny. I see people and they say, Hey, Eddie, remember so-and-so? And I don't know who I'm talking to. I'm yeah. like, I don't know this person, you know, but nice person. I'm going to talk to him. And then once in a while, there's, you know, deja vu kicks in. I'm like, Oh yeah, I remember you. Or yeah. I still, they walk away and I'm like, I still don't remember that person, <laughs> but it was a good communication we had just now. <laughs> I just have to say something, Eddie though, but you yeah. haven't changed in, in 20 years since I've seen you. It's hard to forget you. Like yeah. we didn't really work together because I, you know, I was with Adam beach a lot, but obviously I worked for cage, yeah. but you were there all the time and, and you guys were hysterical, but you're hard to fucking forget because, <laughs> you know, there's some stunt guys you forget. They're typical little whitewashed dudes who are kind of quiet and walking around, but you don't forget people like the Smurtses. You don't yeah. forget the Yancics. Uh, <laughs> I don't forget you. There are other people. There's, uh, there was George, um, the stunt coordinator in New York, Aguilar. Uh, I'm sure yeah. you know Aguilar yeah. yes. and, and very yeah. well known in New York. And there are people, yeah. there's certain personalities and certain work ethics. Even yeah. though I'm not a stunt guy, I remember these guys. And if I saw them tomorrow, I know that I would remember them and that they would rem remember me. And you are yeah. that dude yeah. because <laughs> you are that bubbly guy, like laughing around, big macho guy. Usually you're mocking me all day long. What the <laughs> fuck am I doing standing in for Nick Cage when I should be working for somebody else? <laughs> I love Some, it. Somebody you 40 kidding? pounds heavier. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. You kidding me? I loved it. It was, it, hey, you actually were a good photo double for him. 
you were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a hair makeup yeah. wardrobe yeah. I did yeah. good with. As long as you put yeah. me in pumps <laughs> and did my hair, and, and I, <laughs> you know, I sucked in my cheeks a little bit, I was good. <laughs> good. You so know? I hope you remember you owe me money. So when are you going to pay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a stunt guy. Yes, yeah. yes. Eddie, one last question. How does it feel? Do you think it served you better to be in Chicago, which is your hometown and true to your heart and, and your lifestyle and and basically not having a base in L.A. anymore? Do you think it served you better because the industry has changed and that you are have become a, a name that you have your solid ground that Chicago has picked up and you seem to be on every show in Chicago? Oh, remember when when you asked me uh, uh, now we're doing really good in Chicago and there's a lot of work happening here. Yeah. Well, be, be honest with you. I was always working at another state. Oh, I mean, wow. so like to me, it's like you have to go where the, where the business is at. And right now, believe it or not, Atlanta, Georgia, everybody's out there right now. Everybody you could think of from LA, I say 90% of them moved out there because that's where it's all at right now. And unfortunately Hollywood is losing, you know, a lot of business. Uh, but I sacrificed, like I said, five years to make it in Hollywood. I think everybody else too, it needs to go where it's, where the, where the whole, where, where it's busy. Uh, for me, my life, I've been so busy and fortunate that I've been doing big action movies that I'm always on location. So where mm-hmm. I live didn't matter. Okay. And it doesn't matter to me right now. It doesn't. But what it matters to me now is that I have family in Chicago and yeah. now I can be here, more, you know, more time, you know, more time that I could be here if I when I'm here. But yeah. on this day, I'm still gone. I mean, I've been in New Mexico for two months uh, and I got back in and then uh, I, I I did a sh- I finished a show here and it was only two weeks here in Chicago. And then I got, you know, while I'm here in Chicago, they say, hey, Eddie, you know, we need you, we need you, whatever. Can you do it? I'm here. But again, though, I'm ready to, to gear up and go to New Mexico the 3rd of January. I'm going to do a show out in uh, Santa Fe. Wow. And then... So to me, where I live, it doesn't matter, you know, but starting in the business, you have to go where it's at. Like I said, out of sight, out of mind. They don't see you, they'll forget about you. But if they see you and see you and see you, they'll remember you and then they'll say, hey, I got a spot for you. And that spot could open up a lot of doors. Yeah, I agree. So so again, though, and then again, though, for the people who want to be or want to be in the movie industry, you got to give yourself time. Do not give up your 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 family life you know what i'm saying yeah uh, don't forget about it you know you do have family they love you and they miss you so you have to give yourself a timeline so if you're going to go and live in another state uh give yourself a timeline and yeah. understand that if you have made it at that time it's time to change your career you it's know? exactly what Dude, i did eddie let's, exactly let's not, yeah, let's same not, advice let's not waste, yeah let's not waste your rest of your life because you have family there that loves you. So yeah. you always want to see them, you know? Yeah. I, I, I did the same thing. I went to LA, gave myself a few years. I said, by the time I'm 30, if things aren't working out, I'm getting out. And, and I left because yeah. it really wasn't working yeah. out. And I thought, fuck yeah. it, I'll change my career. I'll get into the restaurant business. You yeah. know, it's not yeah. the end of the world. Otherwise it's an ego show. But as it turned yeah. out with fate, I ended up working for cage and then I still got into the restaurants and cage yeah. and real estate, just like you. And it's like, yeah. you got to keep broadening and broadening, but home is yeah. where the heart is. And I love living here. And I see the yeah. sister sh- city to Toronto is Chicago. I fell in yeah. love with it doing the yeah. weatherman, but, uh, yeah. and at least you get to stay home 
when you yeah. need to. You got your home base, your yeah. family's there, and you get to fly yeah. out and work and then go home. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, like, like I used to own quite a bit of real estate, and I never rented it out, but mm-hmm. I had it. And then I started realizing that what am I doing? You know, that's yeah. a bad business move. Dumb. <laughs> so now I, 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 uh, I have a couple of homes, but now I'm using it. You know, yeah. and it's good to come home. Yes. And it's good to have family, you know, come by and, uh, you know, it's, it's all good. It's just that, you know, like I said, I, I sacrifice a lot and a lot of people in the, in the industry sacrifice quite a bit. And it's just that you got to have a time limit to make, yeah. to be happy in life that you don't regret. I think being the same age as you, Eddie, we have the exact same advice for younger people who are about 30 or 40 years younger than us. That's the exact advice I tell everybody, you know, give yourself a time limit, go where the work is. If it doesn't work, go back home and start something different. You know what I mean? And just move on. You always got to move on. You can't just fucking dwell on it. You got to move on. There's always something else. You know, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so that's that's the only advice I could give to somebody who thinks that they have to leave. Like, don't 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 pack up and leave Atlanta because of what I said. You've got to plan it out and you got to make sure that you're going to really put 100 percent into it. And why I say give yourself time, uh, give yourself a time limit is because you go to these places and all of a sudden you find yourself doing what, you know, you could do here, like partying like crazy. And then as the time starts coming close, you realize, whoa, where did I, where am I? I'm, I it's a reality check. So yeah. that's why giving yourself a time limit is something that you will follow and at least acknowledge that you, you, where you're at at that time you, you check yourself, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's, that's all that I could say, you know, but, uh, good luck to everybody who wants to do it. It's hard. It's getting harder and harder too. I, I always yeah. say take a night shift at Denny's. It's easier. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fucking tough. I'm glad I'm out of it, but I envy you that you're working in it. And I've got other things yeah. you, and you, you inspire me to continue doing other things, but you don't inspire me to be back in the business. So <laughs> I will say, so, yeah. uh, Eddie, I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, this is great information. I really appreciate it. You got it. Hey, listen, so I I, I was out in uh, eight months in Baja shooting a series, shooting a series with Michael Chicklet. Oh, Mr. Greek. Yes. And it's called it's it's called Coyote. And it's actually premiering January 7th uh, on CBS. So I coordinated uh, all those episodes. And uh, hopefully I think what the word is that. Uh, we're going to pick up and do season two. So uh, again, January 7th, Coyote with Michael Chiclet, uh, CBS. Good. I saw it advertised, by the way, Eddie. So I do want to see it. And uh, and it looks good. It's, it's a good winter winter flick in Baja. There you go. There you yeah. go. No, I'm excited about that. So well, we'll see where it goes from there then. <laughs> On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. This concludes our podcast with Stunt Eddie. Until next time, this is Marco Kiris signing off. On the road again. On the road again. Going places that I've never been.